Queen Conversations. I'm your host, Daquana Farrow, and I have taken a much-needed break in the month of July um, just to do some recouping, refreshing, and some major, major relaxation. Um, so we're back for the month of August, and I'm so excited about my guest today. I want to tell you a little bit about my guest today. Um, she is uh, Kelly Lynn Gibson. Um, she is the founder of Energize, she's a fitness professional and health coach. She is the author of Worthy of Wellness, a motivational mom boss of triplets, triplets plus one, um, while at the same time getting her master's degree and running her fitness business. And she's also an amazing wife. I want everyone to welcome to Queen Converses conversations today. Let's give it up for Miss Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to Queen Conversations. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Um, I always start the show this way, Kelly, and today is no difference, okay? It's a little this and it's a little that. Um, And since we're talking about wellness and health, I want to go fitness edition, okay? Okay. So, um, Weights or cardio? You have to pick one. You can't say both because I know health professionals want to do that. Weights or cardio? Cardio all the way. Cardio. Okay. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga for life. Cycling or boot camp? Uh, I want to pick both. Um, I'm going to say because it's my newfound love, I ride my bike every day. So cycling. Okay. Outside or inside? Outside. Always. Right. (laughs) Uh, running or burpees? Oh, I love. I actually love both. I'm gonna go. You run. love burpees? Something. <laughs> see, Kelly, something's wrong with you. Running all the way. I have to. Uh, running is um, something I never did until after triplets. So uh, right. I do it almost every day. Running. Okay. Smoothie or protein shake? <sighs> Hard one. Um, I have protein shakes more, but I enjoy smoothies more. Okay. Uh, morning or night? Midday? Is that not, a- no, Kelly. It's one or the other. Night. Night. Okay. Night. Alone or with friends? Friends. All right. I already knew you were going to say that. Kelly is like the most sociable person you're ever going to meet ever. Kelly, thank you for uh, joining me today. Um, I, I admire your journey and the work that you're doing. Um, and so I want to talk to you about that today. And hey, we're here. We got time. Okay. okay. So what made you enter into the world of health and wellness? What was the catalyst for that? So it really was inspired by my own fitness journey. Um, I grew up not really thinking that I was worthy of being healthy, being strong. Um, so I grew up, um, I was in a lot of 
sports. But once I hit high school, I was scared to be the fat cheerleader, right? Like I didn't want to be um, that I didn't want to be judged for my appearance for anything going into high school. So I quit everything. Um, and then after having triplets, I got really into fitness because I start, I just started taking chances. My husband told me after triplets, you're going to be in the best shape of your life. And I was like, babe, I just want to fit into pants again. Like I was at 240. I was at my lowest point, I think, um, not lowest point mentally, um, but physically at my lowest point. Um, and he, he told me that and he encouraged me along the way, but I basically just started doing one thing at a time, um, setting small goals and building upon them. And then once I realized that I was capable of achieving that, that first mile that I built upon that over time. Um, so that's, that's really the reason why I started getting really into it and inspiring Others, others were inspired by my fitness after triplets journey. I lost almost hundred pounds in like a three year span and people started telling me, how are you doing this? And they were just inspired by what I was doing. And mm -hmm. it really motivated me to want to empower other women to find this spark within themselves that once you believe that you're worthy and you believe that you're capable of achieving a goal that you can really accomplish anything. So as I started to see my journey impacting other people's journey, that really like fueled my fire and inspired mm -hmm. me to make it bigger on yeah. a bigger scale. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, I want to travel back a little bit into your journey. And so you said um, you were active in sports as a child, mm -hmm. but along the way, I'm assuming in childhood, you gained weight. Yeah. And in high school is when you decided eh, you became insecure about it and you didn't want to participate anymore. Right. Tell me what that tell me what that did to you, though, um, having been a part of team sports, having been active to going to not doing. Well, it was it was really a difficult time. I think that all women experience an adolescent shift, like going through um, the trying to fit in stage, basically, uh, after puberty, uh, after, um, you know, we get to that stage in our lives where mm -hmm. we all go through. Um, but. I think it was the transition from like grade school to high school for me, um, just really trying to fit in. And that was when I gained the most weight. And I was never like obese or anything like that, but but it, comparing yourself, you grow up comparing yourself to other women. And, and we grew up in the age of social media where, not just social media, but the marketing campaigns where Everyone you looked at on the magazine cover was photoshopped and you're always comparing yourself to others. And I was just really insecure. And um, going into high school, I I got even more insecure as I um, started seeing that boys didn't like me. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the small type. They all like the little tiny girls. Like, and um, so that really fueled my insecurities. Um, mm. It was just a negative time in my life and then led me to really not caring as much about my value. Um, mm -hmm. I ate very unhealthily. Um, I gained a good amount of weight and I basically just tried to fit in with the, anybody. So I got with the party crowd. Mm -hmm. I, I um, definitely went down the wrong path for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and basically was looking for validation 
and anybody that would give it to me. Mm-hmm. Once I once I went down that path and I actually, you know, I talk about this in my book, and it, but it's still very vulnerable for me. To Absolutely. Um, you know, when I, I, I grew up like your virginity is everything. Like it's mm-hmm. your, it's your worth, right? Like growing up Catholic and um, it was basically like, that is what, you know, you're saving yourself for. Like once that's gone, you're, once that was gone for me, it was like a downhill spiral because I didn't see any value in myself and I felt taken advantage of in that. Mm-hmm. So like, once I was gone, I was just looking anywhere I could for somebody, anybody to cling to that would tell me I was pretty or tell me I was worth anything. And it always mm-hmm. led to destruction. I was caught in that destructive cycle for a long time until you know, my son, which I had my son when I was 20, my first child, mm-hmm. um, when he was four or five or going on five. Mm-hmm. I was very caught in that cycle of not thinking I was worth much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, didn't, it didn't change for me until I surrendered my life to Christ um, for me, not for my church, not mm-hmm. because they told me to, mm-hmm. because they told me, but I surrendered my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, Jesus, take the wheel. I can't do this anymore on my own. Like, yeah. I remember, remember, and I talk about this too. I remember talk, taking my son into church that day, and I remember what I, I still remember what I had on. I'm like, now I would look at what I had on, like, why did she wear that to church? <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember like falling on my knees. I needed to take my son Timothy in with me that day. Mm-hmm. I felt so broken. I had gone out the night before, drinking, driving, you know there were days when I woke up and I didn't know where I was. It was bad. Like I was very in a destructive cycle. And that morning I felt a pool to go to church. Like, Mm -hmm. and I needed him next to me and he held me as I cried and I surrendered that day. And I, and I never looked back. Like I stopped everything Mm -hmm. uh, full 180. And it wasn't like a month before things just started to line up for me. And I started to see a clear purpose for my life. And then, So, so it was your faith journey that made a turnaround in the way that you thought about yourself and the way that you treated yourself. Yes, definitely. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, tell me about, um, your, your relational and social, uh, journey from that point, um, as you begin to change your life and things start to change, when is it that, uh, this this ideal of worthiness as it pertains to your personal self became a thing. So after, it wasn't soon after that that I um, met, I already knew my husband, but I did meet him uh, officially and started um, a relationship. Okay. <laughs> uh, Where did you know him from? I don't know. I don't know the story. So the story is we met at work. He was He was that guy that was untouchable, that um, the older guy that you would go to and talk to, uh, for you'd get advice. Like I tell him my, you know, drama and he basically just always have a positive thing to say. And he was just like the, the untouchable. He never flirted with anybody, he never gave anybody attention, anything like that. And, um, one day our story is really funny because we have two different, we actually did, uh, a, uh, 
lore storytelling workshop on our story and how we met. But um, you have a version and he has a version, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm right. I'm so right. So um, one day uh, he said he called on on sweetest day and said he, he was saying happy sweetest day to all the women. No, he's he doesn't do that. That's not him. But he called and asked me for my number because we work together a lot. Um, and to me, that was like, why are you asking me for my number? That's so weird. So, um, I immediately like called him within like, I went on my break cause I was so confused and I called him. I'm like, this is weird. Aren't you, you know, cause I thought he was in a relationship and he was like, no, I haven't been in a relationship in nine months. And within seconds, I was like in his presence, like, I'm not letting you out of my sight forever. I I'd had kind of like a, like a crush on him. Uh-huh. I looked up to him, but it was like totally untouchable. But he always gave, he always spoke life to me. He always spoke positivity, possibilities. But um, my my true worthiness, getting back on the question, my true worthiness. So we got married. We got married. And like eight weeks later, we found out we were having triplets. I, I did see... Um, value in myself. I felt empowered um, through my lifestyle change, through everything that I had turned around 100%. Like I'd stopped doing all the destructive behaviors. I had stopped going out. I had, you know, started investing in myself more as far as working out and things like that. But um, having triplets, like successfully carrying triplets for 33 weeks, kind of made me feel like super mom like I could really accomplish anything mm-hmm. um, we um, ended up losing our jobs uh, like when the triplets were t- two going on three um, our our state facility closed down and it was kind of like one of those when one door closes so many opportunities open up mm-hmm. um, and it was really scary for all of us. And my husband had some health complications because of it. But um, this was, I'm getting way off topic because this was um, after my fitness after triplets journey mm-hmm. yeah. had already begun. So if you okay. want me to talk into that. Yeah, no, no, no. I do want to talk. I do want to talk about that. So you had the triplets and 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 tell me where you were physically, mentally, emotionally, where were you? Well, I was because you already had one, so you went from one to four. Right. It was it was definitely like a mind, it was very difficult. It was a struggle. They were in the NICU for 28 days. Mm-hmm. That was difficult. Um thank thankfully for the NICU nurses, they really encouraged me to breastfeed because they would grow better and stronger. So I did, I did that for like a year. Like I breastfed triplets. <laughs> Everybody's like, how? And I'm like, you figure it out when God, exactly, right. there's never, you know, that's one thing I like to tell people, God does not give you anything you can't handle. So the fact that he gave me this blessing, like I knew that there were bigger things in store for me. I knew that I had a purpose in just being their mom. But once you realize that you're capable of that, then you start to see other things outside of it. And um, so mentally I was kind of in a funk, like I was exhausted all the time. Um, And 
there wasn't really an opportunity for me to get up and move my body, which I was missing that. Um, mm -hmm. And you basically are hungry all the time, especially when you're breastfeeding three babies. Oh yeah. So um, it was it was really draining, but I had a lot of support. Um, at eight weeks, I start as soon as I said I could, I started trying to work out. I I was 240 at the time, and it was definitely harder for me to move my body. Um, I would walk the dog around the block, and um, one day it started raining, and and the dog started kind of pooling and we ran home and made it like a whole mile. Now, my husband always said I'd be a runner, but I never in my life wanted to run. I wouldn't do the fitness test at school, anything like that. But I made it like a whole mile and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I just started building upon that. And I think that my fitness, and I try to tell people this, that fitness and moving your body really releases those endorphins. And it really, I think that that helped me so much mentally mm -hmm. and spiritually because it was like, I would go out and I would just absorb. And that was my, my break, my me time. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of wellness like that before. I never thought that wellness could be like a, a self care type of thing. Like, right. Like fitness. Right. That was like, I don't want to do that. Right. But it, it really started to feel good. And, and there was like a switch that flipped in me that made me believe that there wasn't anything I couldn't accomplish. So I just right. started building upon goals. And that's good. So speaking of goals, Kelly, uh, how long did it take you to get to the journey of where you were right after the triplets to where you wanted to be? If you're I, where you want to be. I think it's an ongoing process, but about three years it took me to get to my smallest i would say i i think my mindset has changed over time to where it's not about you know the weight on the, the number yeah but it's about you know being able to do the things that you want to do and mm -hmm. eating healthily like i did go through some like diet trends as far as um nothing unhealthy or um unbalanced really but where you're holding yourself accountable to get under that BMI range. Mm -hmm. And um, I did go through some of those things, but it took me a good three years to get to where I felt really good about my body. And I was actually healthier than I was and stronger than I was prior to triplets. And that's, that's good to hear because I think a lot of people have the, uh, you know, the quick fix mentality as it pertains to health and wellness goals. Mm -hmm. uh, but to know that it took you that amount of time um, to actually get from where you were to where you wanted to be, is likely very encouraging for people because it can be a slow process. And especially in women's bodies, our bodies are so, so different. Mm -hmm. um, and so that takes time. And so that's good to know. Everybody is, everybody is worthy of wellness. And it is, it's a very slow, it's a, and, and the thing is it never stops. It's, it's continual development and it's continual choices. You can't just get to the size you want to be and say, you know, okay, I'm going to stop <laughs> because right. you have to make the choice every day to make you know, the choices. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's good. So um, I want to talk about um, some of the challenges that you've experienced with your um, with being in the field that you're in um, and or the journey in general. 
Okay. Um, I think that definitely um, the COVID situation has thrown a, a little bit of wrench in, in plans, but I think that through um, like growth and change and learning how to do this whole virtual world mm -hmm. actually expanded my business. So through every struggle, I feel like there's a learning opportunity and there has been a learning opportunity. You always, and it's that back to that when one door closes, God has so many other plans. Um, and you know, the, the virtual world has been great because I can reach so many more people and through my fitness classes and my health coaching, I can do it just like this. And it's really fun because I get to interact with people that I wouldn't normally get to meet in person with. Mm -hmm. um, as far as other struggles, just learning how to start a business and going through all of the processes that it takes to file for this and insurance. And um, it's just a learning experience, right? Mm -hmm. and the more you do it and you look back on where you came from, mm -hmm. the, you know, it, it was all worth it. Right. right. And, and I think for anybody in business that, or that wants to start a small business, I think the most important thing is to really be passionate about what you're doing and be purpose driven. Because if you're just doing, if you're just starting a business to make money, the first year is not, it's not going to be as, as easy as it seems. You have mm -hmm. to really believe in what you're doing so much so that others will believe in it. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to believe in, like, if you want to just start a business to make money, if you don't believe in the purpose for your business and you're not passionate about it, then nobody else will be. And you can't right. expect your family and friends to all be your biggest supporters. You really have to look outside of the box right. and realize that you know, there, there's a whole world out there. Mm -hmm. So if your family doesn't jump on board, if they question, you know, what you're doing, or if you're, if your friends don't say, okay, let me tell me when I can sign up, then it's, it's really, it's really bigger than that. You have to think bigger. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, I want to talk about why representation is important in health and wellness. Um, um, like a lot of fields, uh, health and wellness, historically, uh, we've seen like the bodybuilding and the guys, and it's really been about that. I want to talk about why representation is important from two perspectives. Number one, you being a woman, and number two, you having um, children of color. You have black children, uh, biracial children who are beautiful. But I want to talk about why you believe representation is important in your specific field. So the fitness uh spectrum is very white and it's very thin and everywhere we look, <laughs> fitness magazines everywhere we look it's like the same body type right and it's really important for me to represent well because i have i believe that everybody is worthy and it's every every no matter sex race um, body size. And that's something I really focus on is, is body positivity and encouraging women of all sizes, because we can be healthy at every size, no matter where you are on that spectrum. It's important that you move your body. It's important that you um, take care of yourself because everybody needs health and wellness. Everybody needs to, um, to strive to, to do things that are good for them and then make them feel good. So 
me, I have um, a plethora of people in my classes from, I have women from Pakistan in my classes that are amazing and they bring so much diversity to the table and they, they recommend these really incredible songs and movements and, um, you know, representation matters because the fitness industry is male dominated first male dominated. And it's important that we, that we can lead by example and empower women that this space is for them too. Mm -hmm. women of all shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities. And, um, you know, it really makes for a more welcoming, welcoming space. People don't want to see 10 really thin, really built women in a class. They feel insecure about entering. So it's good to have a diverse crowd. It's good to represent everybody type. And, you know, it's just really important. And I think that as far as, as far as me being in an interracial relationship and over the last few years, I think that one of the most important things as me, as somebody who teaches people of different ethnic ethnicities is me to be vulnerable about my journey mm -hmm. of awareness. So as you know, um, I didn't real, I didn't know like coming into this whole racial um, thing that we've had over the last two years, basically, I didn't realize that I was privileged. I didn't mm -hmm. see that in myself. Like I just grew up thinking I grew up in a very welcoming family where everybody, nobody said negative things about anybody else, but marrying a black man and, and realizing that he's treated differently at stores when he gets pulled over, he freezes, he puts his hands at 10 and two and realizing that I'm now raising, raising children who will have to deal with this. And I need mm -hmm. to be aware. So I've mm -hmm. taken the veil of, um, I've taken the veil of, um, not knowing the blissful mm -hmm. ignorance. Ignorance it is. What I, I, what I try to do in this kind of community is help other people that look like me understand mm -hmm. that it's real. Like, it's right. not a made up thing. Like if you, if I go to the store to return something and don't have my receipt, they're going to, they're going to give me cash. If my husband, and, and we, we've tested it, not like to prove a point, but it's happened so many times that it's like obvious. It's, it's blatant. Right. He has to have a receipt. Not only does he have to have a receipt, he has to have the original packaging. He, you know, they're going to treat him as a black man differently than they treat right. him. And it's, and I'm just like, la di da di da walking through life. Like, mm -hmm. thing was so easy for me growing up. And now mm -hmm. my son is, is going to be getting his driver's license soon. And right. I'm so there's some lessons you have to, you, you, you and your husband will have to, to teach to him. Right. Whereas if he was a white young man, there probably wouldn't be the same need for it. Right. Um, so, so yeah, definitely historically in this country, We've had a long-standing history of racism, but certainly we've seen some things kind of bubble up in the news over the last couple of years that really have caused a lot of people, including yourself, to be more aware of it mm -hmm. um, and to be vocal about it and to be um, vulnerable about it. Uh, we definitely have had some conversations um, together about it. So I definitely uh, appreciate and value your perspective and the ways that you are growing in that particular area. Um, so tell me about Kelly, um, as we're going to the home stretch, tell me about the joys of doing 
what you do in the health and wellness field? Well, what, what I love most is, you know, people ask me where I get all this energy from and it's, it's from the spirit with, within me. And I have like plenty of energy to share with the world. Um, my biggest uh, joys come from helping others realize that they are worthy, that they deserve to feel happy and good. And it's not saying that, you know, in the Christian community as well, saying that we're worthy is, is kind of like, like Jesus died for us. Right. So Mm -hmm. like he believed that we're worthy and he believed that we, you know, need to take care of ourselves so that we can, you know, spread his message and spread his light through the things that we do. And I think that that gives me joy when when people recognize it in me, like when they say, are you a Christian? And I'm like, yes, I am. And it it makes me happy when people recognize that in me without saying it. And as a, as a fitness instructor, as a personal trainer now, (laughs) as, um, somebody who inspires others for a living, that really motivates me to keep Mm -hmm pursuing this purpose. Um, when other people say that my influence has helped them discover their own value and worth and they start, you know, working out with me or with anybody really, it really inspires me and motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. Some real quick, somebody said I was feeling so down last week and it was in that home stretch of classes and finals and things like that. And um, I had a technical issue during class and it was really frustrating for me because I couldn't control it. And I had just said, guys, we're going to have a good class no matter what. Let's let go and let God. (laughs) And then I had issues. And then right after class, somebody messaged me and said, every time I feel down, I pick up your book and read a passage from it. And it really like, you, just hearing those things really confirms my purpose. And I think God shows up every time I feel like that. It's like when God shows up in those moments that you really know that you have to keep going. You have yeah. to keep pursuing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Kelly, tell me where we can go to find you on the internet. What's your website? Where can we purchase your book? Uh, let us know. So the word on the screen is energize and then it's you Y-O-U.com. Um, my book is on Amazon. Um, it's basically the story of how I got to be where I am. It talks about our Ellen experience. It talks about um, all the things, uh, fitness after triplets, and it has motivational messages uh, after every chapter, but energize you.com Amazon. It's worthy of wellness. Um, and it's the first thing that pops up on Amazon. Um, also, my class, my new class schedule. <laughs> thank you. My new class schedule is up uh, on the website. I'm doing personal training and worthy women weight training. All right. And um, I'm just really excited about what the future holds. I uh, want to get back into my motivational speaking um, and it help inspire women to do this ripple effect of empowering one another to believe that we're worthy because we're stronger together. That's right. Kelly, anything else you want to share for someone that may be interested in um, the field, any advice, any, any uh, words of wisdom, if you will. Yes. Um, 
I would say that no matter where you are right now in your wellness journey, or even if you haven't started yet, that you are enough where you are right now. Once you accept that, then you can begin to start to say and speak positive affirmations into your life. And even if you don't believe it yet, speaking it and practicing it and believing it until you believe that you are capable. One small baby step is all you have to do. One small goal. Once you accomplish that, then you can do anything. Um, don't let the fear of failure keep you from pursuing your purpose. For business, for people who, who are looking to start their own business, um, take that leap. Take that leap of faith and see where it lands you. And right now, I feel pretty good about where it's landed me. And I'm going to continue pressing forward to see that how that I could use my energy to inspire others. Fantastic, Kelly. Thank you for joining us on Queen Conversations. Uh, we're better for having heard you share uh, your story, your testimony, and your journey. And we want you to continue. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. You are so welcome. I want to say Daquana is amazing. She's one of those people that is there to kind of keep you on track. Like if you say <laughs> something, she, is, she has been a huge leader and influencer in my life. And if you ever need that, that wisdom and that somebody to keep you, <laughs> she's just, she's just an amazing <laughs> Help you gather your life. Yes. She is an incredible, incredible, beautiful woman, and I am better to have known her. Thank you, Kelly. You didn't have to say that. I appreciate your kind words. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And we will be keeping we will be keeping up with you and your journey. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Hold on, Kelly. One more thing. You said what now? I said, and I'm silly and I don't mind being myself. I like to have fun and this is who I am. Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> have a good <laughs> All right, Kelly. Hang in there for me. So absolutely, please go support Kelly um, in her endeavors. Sign up for her classes get her book, follow her on social media. She does a ton of tutorials, short little tutorials, um, showing exercises, modification for exercises, dancing. She shows the triplets, her dog, her husband. Gotta follow Kelly because she's doing a lot of amazing things. And I want to make sure that you know um, that we will be back um, at the end of August, look, looking forward to and some amazing shows we have lined up. So I want you to be a part of Kim Conversations. I want you to share this. I want you to um, post, repost, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube, everywhere. Subscribe. And we will be back with you on the next episode. Come on, ladies. Let's join in.